with AI, you actually can scale linearly. It doesn't take a sick day. It doesn't take time off. It doesn't change careers. As we create these models, these applications, these technological advances that get better and improve, you have a leveling up asset here, like tool for leverage without the risk. Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. We're talking robots. Robots, trends, what's happening now, uh, <laughs> the, the upcoming impending apocalypse of technology. Yeah. Yeah, robot takeover. No, this is an interesting thing, especially in the marketing space, because marketers in general are tend to be market leaders. Because of this relationship, marketing's effectiveness is directly related to its uniqueness. The more unique something is, the more effective it is when it comes to marketing, right? It's like the reason why new shiny objects tend to get a lot of attention, right? And so the idea of connecting people to a, a product or a service, that connection is more effective when there's something shiny <laughs> in the middle there. And uh, this has definitely been an uptrend, but I think it's it's kind of cool to look at it through the lens of degrees of leverage. So I think this entire show is going to be about you are dropping an NFT, right? That's it. Yep. We're doing yeah. NFT. <laughs> yeah. You figured it out. We're talking crypto. Um, no, it's actually, it's my own currency. If anybody wants to buy Matt coins. No, I'm just kidding. Isn't it funny, these things, even like topical, topical things like that. It's like a new stock that releases. You know, this thing, like they've looked at like financial studies of this is it releases and usually there's a benefit to actually if you can be like an early buyer there because just the fact that it's new, it will surge like two or three X. And then like a day, two days, like I think they've actually, the studies are like a month later. It's almost always done down from its launch point. Every stock ever, um, not every stock ever, but most stocks. That's the common trend. Yeah, predictable trend. People who buy initially did have an opportunity where they could have sold for more, but then 30 days later, it's almost always down because of, the, well, that's interesting in the market. It's that our, our attention is overvalued, overvalues the new stuff. New is better. What it was that, oh my gosh, I forget the show that had that as like, that was their mantra as like, new is always better. It wasn't an entire show. I forget what it was. But so that, it's just a human nature thing. New is always better. So we're talking about new is always better things, trending things. We're talking AI. That's really what I want to talk about is robots, AI, and, and this phenomenon in the marketing spaces, us as market leaders. But let's look at it through the lens of leverage. And if you haven't heard of this before, but there's kind of big buckets of innovation, of leverage that shift entire markets and or just the, the entire economies and governments and people groups. And so early forms of leverage, classic leverage is labor. It's still used today, right? But rewind back and, uh, you know, to the, the pharaohs and just early commerce, it was labor. And you had slave labor, you had indentured servant, like all these degrees of labor is just human capital we make stuff done. If you wanted to do more than you could do for yourself, you get more people and that's how you replicate your ability to output more. And that was how businesses grew, right? And that's for a lot of us still, that's our first instinct. If I want to do more, let me get more people. Interesting, right? So that first degree of leverage that comes on the labor side of it, that next one that evolved into it was capital. Finances, the ability to not just uh, have people, but like have this financial capital, so the human, human capital, this financial capital where now your ability to have leverage on your business could just come from capital. This is like the, the advent of banks. There's entire industries that are just like we shift and move money around 
And from having that money, <laughs> you can create other money. Like wealth is created from just leveraging wealth, um, which is huge and powerful. And you get big folks growing in empires on, on markets. Like we were just talking about stocks. Really. It's just moving capital around. The third tier there is technology and code. This is newer. I mean, I guess in some ways you can be like, well, the first guy who invented a wheel, that was kind of a technological improvement. But this is, we're at a major shifting point. It's almost like the Industrial Revolution. Well, and uh, people would actually say that this is, this is still a lag. Um, this is not even the most leverage there. I'd say like the highest tier of leverage to talk about is like media. And that is something that's probably like newer. But like technology, you could still push it back into 20, 30 years, right? Or software gave us greater leverage there. And then you'd say like media is this most recent one where like that ability to like leverage. And this is why you're looking at like empires being built on the backs of media. People like Mr. Beats launching billion, billion dollar companies. Um, why? Because he has such influence and such reach that when he launches a burger joint, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much capital, how many team members he has, what, um, you know, what kind of technology, technology he has there. He could have the most inefficient, understaffed, uh, you know, bootstrapped, burger joint and they would sell out every single day because of his media influence there. But AI is interesting in that it, it, it fits in, it, it is actually not a media tier. This is why like of potential points of leverage, um, it, you know, you put in that technology space, but what is it looking at? Like from an intelligence, does it have the ability to actually improve other forms of leverage? And that's the interesting part of it. maybe all of them kind of like cascade backwards and improve the leverage that you have from, from the others. So you could say like, if you've got incredible media, you can probably attract better talent. It's probably easier for you to get capital. And same thing, capital can allow you to hire greater skill force or greater workforce, all those yeah, things. Yeah, so they kind of like move back and create exponential leverage down the chain. Um, but on the AI side with marketing, like if you just think of it through that lens, how am I being better as I grow? Because what's unintuitive to folks is you're growing a business, which marketing does, right? If, you're, if you get better at marketing, you will experience growth. And it's usually like this tension of sales and marketing and fulfillment. Like, gosh, we did a great marketing campaign where we ruined the fulfillment team. And it's like, oh, we got to fix the systems over here. But the unintuitive thing, if you haven't been there, is that growth is not linear. It's not linear. And it's not even, and I guess what I'd say is especially, even if you have exponential growth, you have disproportionately inefficient consequences of that exponential growth. So I've heard it said this way, especially when it comes to that lowest tier, labor. Here's an example of its inefficiency is that the square root of your team size does half the work. So if you've got 10 folks, that means maybe there's three people that do half the work. And you're like, that's reasonable. You make it a little bit bigger and you're like, I got a team of 25. And you're like, there's probably five people doing half the work. Yeah, you got a team of 100. That's 10 people doing half the work. And it's sort of like, I don't know if it's a benchmark principle. Anecdotally, it starts to feel very real. And why that happens is because as those things get bigger, you end up needing redundancy and stability. Like if you look at a chair and you're like, what's the most important part of the chair? Like the, the part that people sit on? Like, yeah. Okay. Well, so what if two of the legs take a day off? The whole chair crumbles. It doesn't matter how comfortable the seat was. And you're like, technically, who takes the brunt and kind of does the heavy lifting and like, you know, it's like doing all those things. You'd be like, well, it's the seat part of it, right? It's like the part that you put your butt in. Like that is the most important part. That's the part that defines a great chair from a mediocre chair. No one says, check out my chair. It's phenomenal. I've got really buff legs on it. No one does that. You're like, I pad the seat, the cushion, the arm. Like that's the part that interfaces. You might say it's doing half the work. However, 
for it to stand, you end up needing more legs. You just like that one is supported by four. And so as that kind of goes, it, it kind of continues in that same, same way. It's like your top performers, your folks that are doing half the workload, they want to be able to take days off. They want to, um, even if it takes three people around them, <laughs> or it's like, come on to me, you know, whatever, it, like, yeah, even whatever if, that math is, whatever that math is, even if it's three or six or seven people around them to, uh, carry the same amount of work just to do half of what they were doing. They appreciate that. Right. And, and so it's, and it's just a reality as you scale, like you can't, I don't say you can't, it is more and more challenging because of that, that reality. Now flip the script or consider a different tier. Now, what does AI allow us to do? It allows us to get closer to your top tier B plus, like the, the examples that people have seen in certain sectors of application there where they're like, Hey, this is like a solid B. Right. And usually it's like, I got an A supported by C's, maybe even D's because you're like, man, I just, I just need, you're just whatever. You're the night shift or you are the, um, you're just like the third round <laughs> fill in here. And you end up making sense of it because you're like my top folks. I hope that they'll inspire and train and educate and everyone will kind of rise up. But you just, you need coverage, that stability. You need legs to hold the seat. And um, with AI, you actually can scale linearly in terms of that input because you've got predictable inputs and predictable outputs. Like it doesn't take a sick day. It doesn't take time off. It doesn't change careers. And so think about that too, as we create these models, these applications, these technological advances that get better and improve either by your own iterative building process. We're like, ah, I used it this way. It got got me like 80% of the way there. And I stacked it. I was like, I did this plus this. Oh, cool. That's even cooler. It's like you have a leveling up asset here, like tool for leverage without the risk, which is just fascinating to think about. The ability to train, improve, and you know maybe have a little bit more leverage there. So it's worth thinking about the, the application here. We still think of it in terms of it should improve as like a technology would the overall output, but it actually should do it in a more profitable way. And so if I rewind back to like, other big lifts here. I was, I remember telling the team early on, it's like, I anticipate some things it's going to be kind of like the advent of like vehicles, let's say cars on like the mail system. Right. And so technology that improves mail (laughs) first, you're like, we went from horses to cars, right? Think about that. You're like, literally now you don't have to like have them in stables. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to like have them age out and have babies and all of a sudden it's like cars, like predictable input, predictable output. I mean, you got a lifespan on them, but like I could, I, you get faster, you get more mail delivered and everyone like appreciated and improved, right? Then you invented like technology came in there and you're like email. Then it was like, oh, I don't even, I don't want to do more mail, right? It's like, oh, that's, that's not going to happen. The shift now as things improve, like manufacturing improves. So now it's like I could copy and paste a, uh, whatever my widget is and have it manufactured in China and shipped all over the place. So now it's like, it's not just like email the electronic mail now, my, my goods are out there. And so, it, but it drives down the cost. You're like shipped two-day shipping from Amazon Prime. It's, it's low, it's low friction expected. And, and what do we do? You still have entire billion dollar industries that are the inefficient opposite. Here is my hand whittled phone case. It costs four times as much as your Amazon Prime plastic case. And also I charge you for shipping right? So there's this like weird cycle of the efficient creates inspiration for the inefficient. So if I'm thinking like, what will this play out in terms of marketing and the trend here? And that I think is that correction, which is like the surge of adoption 
and then it'll it'll dip down and it'll find some normalized application in there. But because marketing, we always seek that innovation. I see inefficient things becoming like recircling up as the innovative way to connect people. And so it, like AI is fascinating because it'll be interesting to see how much it replicates the human task aspect of it. The one thing that I, it'll be super interesting to think is, is new generations in the process for individualization, each generation is trying to carve out its space. And I, I cannot fully yet imagine how AI will be able to lead that innovation because it is a zig and a zag scenario. Literally, the next generation creates a different language as part of their individualization process. So you'd be like, if AI is trying to resemble humanity, will it invent its own trends? You know, it's yet to be seen, but I would anticipate if it did, the next generation would still go the opposite way. The trends that AI will create, they will say, no, I will find my other way to do it, which could be being less human, right? And, and, and you think about this, is like, think about how la the language evolves. The next generation is like phrases and words and things that have meaning are improper English, at least in English-speaking countries. And like in America, you're like, they created a culture going the opposite way of what was standard and expected. You might say, look at this AI, it's brilliant. It never makes grammatical mistakes in its writing. You're like, well, whoops. What is the clue of you are part of humanity is you make mistakes. What is the clue is that you literally say, what is the ideal best experience here? And I'm going to go the opposite way because of this generational desire to individualize. And so um, for sure, for us as, as marketers right now, I think of it as that low tier of like, not low tier, but it's like a next tier of leverage. It will create efficiencies. However, I anticipate the response will be going back to something that is just different for the sake of being different, new for the sake of being new, and probably inefficient for the sake of being inefficient. Yeah, it is. It's interesting watching those cycles happen, right? And, and the older you get, the more of them you see. And so like watching my kids be really into like going to thrift stores and things, which was opposite to the generation before them that wanted fast fashion and it, it's and seeing it happen at a macro level it but you think about it teenagers have always been like the punks right like the anti-establishment and it's just part of that cycle and i think you're right that i think that's what we're going to see with ai and technology is that evolution as well now for sure so super interesting and for all you guys trying to navigate the ai space out there and figuring out what this means for marketing or as marketers, I think at the very least, it is advantageous to um, roll with the trends, right? When you see, I would say some of the best marketing takes advantage of something that is timely because like that's what turns heads. It's the same reason why you get traffic on the, you know, traffic on the freeway, even if it was like they're off, pulled off to the side, <laughs> or it's like a little, you know, we see it in California, like a little fire will pop up. It has no effect on traffic, but everyone stops to look at it. And it's like, if that is already happening, if you already know people are stopping to look, um, it's kind of foolish not to take advantage of that. And so like, I'll give you guys just a practical tip here. There's trends. I think it's trends.google.com. Google actually keeps track of trends and will report on this. And these are the kind of things where if, if you can, if you can identify this, move on it early. I know we have. So like for us, this is the first time we're talking about it on the podcast show. But like, when have we been marketing towards AI? 
I mean, we had a product that was already in the AI space. So as soon as this took off, all we did was amplify the thing that we were already doing. So we were well positioned there, but we're like, we've seen this angle applied out in different ways. And actually, you know, in, in a recent uh, application for the SaaS side of it is looking at, um, you know, how does this like taking advantage of any piece or part or language or conversation um, around the AI and, and that use case of AI and marketing. And even that gets people's attention. Knowing that what you said earlier, that mistakes are how we like show that we're part of humanity. Um, you do some really interesting things with like architecting. I think you call them manufacturing. Yeah. Talk on that really quick as, and then we'll wrap up. Oh man. I think let's do a show on that. Yeah, we could do. Oh, there's a teaser. (laughs) I'm going to tease it out. We will come back. We will do a show just on manufacturing mistakes. Um, because I could go a lot uh, in a lot of depth here. We've been using that for years yeah. because it is, especially when you're doing any automation or kind of like high technology, high technology there, it is the subtle clues that tell someone you're, you're dealing with a human. And I think good marketing makes people feel like they're dealing with humans. And so the, um, yeah, let's definitely, I think we'll come back to that and that'll be a good one. There's the teaser. Yeah, there's your teaser, but keep telling us if you see some, you know, interesting trends with AI, obviously send them to Matt so we can, uh, do cool things with it. Love it. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.